0: Welcome back to Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And for today's current mood combo, we are going to do one all about dating. Because I feel like every time I put up a Q&A sticker, it's like the only thing that anyone asks about. And it's something we talk about all the time. And it's it's a tough subject, you guys. I mean, we have a lot to talk about. but That's why we're always talking about it. So I wanted to do a solo episode all about dating because I've definitely learned a lot. Um, you know that TikTok that's like, oh my god, is this another lesson? or is this my next boyfriend. Yeah, I've had a lot of lessons. So, you know, I'm not an expert, but I am an expert on my own life. And unfortunately, there's a lot of lessons within that. So, we are going to talk all about dating today. But first, obviously, let's jump into best mood and worst mood of the week. You guys know that I've been kind of struggling a little bit lately with my mental health and everything like that. I mean, it's just been it's been rough sometimes. I've just had a lot of obviously personal stuff going on, a lot of work stress, just honestly everything under the sun. So my worst mood this week was insomnia because apparently I have that now. Um it was just absolutely awful. I mean, obviously it's like Tuesday, so this was kind of like towards like the later half of last week, but like I actually like didn't sleep for 2 days and Usually, I if I'm having like a hard time sleeping, I'll at least get two to four hours of sleep or something like that, and I'll like force myself to go to bed around like four thirty in the morning. And this was just like next level. I was up and finally got out of bed at eight o'clock in the morning. I got in bed at like nine thirty p.m. and just couldn't sleep. I just think my anxiety's been really bad. Like I've just been putting a lot of pressure on myself and just been kind of worried all the time and I have this like weird thing where I'm afraid to go to sleep and turn off the tv because then I have to think I don't know if anyone can relate to that so then I end up like staying awake with the tv on and obviously like the tv and the blue light you know that is something that you know stimulates your brain and kind of keeps you awake so even though if I probably turned it off I could go to sleep but I don't so it definitely like ruined my entire week because if you've ever pulled an all-nighter you know that it just like totally messes you up because I literally went to sleep on Tuesday and I didn't go to sleep again till Thursday. So that was rough. Um, but luckily, obviously, I have amazing doctors and amazing therapists. So I kind of like nipped it in the bud right away and I'm working on it and I'm working on kind of just like my anxiety. And really taking care of myself which leads me to my best mood which is doing the work to be the best version of myself slowly but surely. And I think that we don't give ourselves enough credit for actually doing the work because it really is the small little things that add up over time. So even though like I've been struggling for a few weeks because we all go through highs and lows, ups and downs. And for me like the highs are high and the lows are low. And you know, I've been kind of just down for a while and just struggling for the past kind of like maybe almost month, but I'm doing the work. Like I am showing up for myself and I'm not giving up and I'm slowly but surely kind of making sure that I can be the best version of myself. Like I'm not giving up on myself as much as like sometimes I definitely want to. I'm not like I'm just not doing it and you know I do my therapy I do my mood boosters I try to change those narratives in my head I'm you know trying to be kind of compassionate to myself you know like if someone said that they couldn't sleep all night and they hadn't slept I would just be like oh my god are you okay like you know what it is what it is and so that's kind of what I said to myself like instead of beating myself up for you know kind of like ruining my entire week by having like sleep revenge Um, I was just like you know what it is what it is like it already happened like I can't go back in time and sleep that night like now I just have to deal with it and I have to make sure that I am doing the work to make sure this doesn't happen again and I think that even if you're in a low place like that you really just have to look at the progress that you're slowly but surely making on a day to day basis even if it's little things like just going outside for a walk. Or just like not spending the entire day in bed. Like it could be something so simple. But if you're showing up for yourself, like it just adds so much value to your life. And it really helps you build confidence and build routine. And when I'm in my lowest points, that's something that I definitely need. Along with being gentle on myself and not making it worse. Like I already don't feel great. Like why am I going to make it worse for myself? So that is my best mood and worst mood of the week. So let's talk about mood boosters you guys know I talk about peak all the freaking times and I basically have been using their matcha beauty bundle and I did the drinking matcha for seven days straight I posted on Instagram just saying how like and I think I talked yeah I talked about it here too, how I was just so shocked how my I literally didn't break out. Like I had the clearest, most glowing radiant skin I've ever had. Obviously less anxiety because it's a better form of caffeine. It was just literally so incredible. Now it is a absolute staple and must have in my Routine and what it is is it's their sun goddess matcha. It's literally the best matcha ever. It's organic, ceremonial grade, and it has quadruple toxin screen for purity. So it also supports healthy digestion, and that's for radiant skin. You can kind of consider it like an antioxidant facial for your skin. Their matcha is shaded for longer for more chlorophyll and L theanine, which helps promote calm, reduce stress, and anxiety. And that's why I think you can really see the difference in just seven days. That chlorophyll is what's promoting the clear skin for that brighter complexion. And it basically just gives me energy all throughout the day, mental clarity and focus. But you don't have those like caffeine jitters. You don't crash. You don't have all those like physical symptoms of caffeine. So it's literally just all around the best and you guys always ask me for my matcha recipe but it's literally just in a packet like I just pour it in the water I use the frother and I drink two um, pouches of it a day and I'm absolutely just I swear by it now. So I'm so excited because for a limited time, Peak is offering an exclusive bundle that includes their Sun Goddess Matcha and along with two premium bonus gifts, which I have, they're awesome. It's a $35 value for free and you can use code MOOD for an additional 5% off. So go to peaklife.com and use code MOOD at checkout for 5% off site-wide, plus the two premium bonus gifts. That's P-I-Q-U-E, by the way. There's a reason Peak has over 15,000 five-star reviews. Try it for yourself risk-free with their 30-day satisfaction guarantee. You either love it or you get your money back, but I promise you it is absolutely a mood boosting staple. You will love it. So make sure to go to peaklife.com mood. My next mood booster is my evening walks because I think since I, like I said, have been having a hard time winding down and just, I think I've been getting a little just anxious towards the later half of the day. I love that the obviously sun sets later and I feel like we need to enjoy it while we can because, oh my God, I can't believe it's even almost fall, but we're not even gonna talk about it. I just love the evening walk because it just adds this like extra little mood booster to my day that I can get out of the house get fresh air be outside and the sun hasn't set yet and it's just something nice to do in my evening because I think we always focus so much on a morning routine we never really talk about that like evening routine not nighttime routine evening routine you know what I mean everyone's always like morning night what about the evening? I'll go on a walk at like five or six o'clock. The sun's still out. People are out chit chatting and walking around. It's just the energy is really, really great. And it's a really great way for me to wind down at the end of a day, get out of the house, not go stir crazy. So definitely evening walks. If you haven't tried them, I 10 out of 10 recommend for mood boosting. My next mood booster is just kind of like, you know, when you have to redo your kind of makeup Routine. I'm almost there with hair too just because I think I've been doing it the same way for so long. But you know when you just like you need to switch it up and you need to kind of like incorporate different things. I did the you know classic go to Sephora and buy stuff that I kind of need and then stuff that I probably don't need. But I just needed that kind of like zhuzh. I needed that... You know what? We're going to add in a few new products. Obviously, it's nothing crazy because you guys know that I'm very simple and I like pretty much always the same type of thing, but it was really just kind of such a mood booster to have this like new way of getting ready and feel like a little different, a little more elevated, a little fresher. And I think it's kind of with the seasons too. So, I think maybe summer's ending and I kind of want to switch it up. I've been doing my makeup the same way for like months and months and months, and I just think it's such an easy way to kind of make yourself feel fresh and new and reach by just honestly switching up the way you get ready um I've like switched a little bit of my hair but it's just always nice because it's just a little mood boosting confidence and it's also fun I mean we're I'm a girly girl sometimes like I like switching up my makeup My next mood booster is remembering who and what you do have and not focusing on what you don't. I think ever since my birthday, I've just been really focused on like what I'm not doing, what I don't have and things that like maybe I should try to do instead of like focusing on all the things I already do have in my life, like how amazing my friends are, how amazing my family is how, you know, like I have the roof over my head. I have this amazing community. Like, I think it's really easy to focus on everything you don't have. And so I've been consistently reminding myself to focus on what I do have right now. And it's really grounding. It really takes me to the present moment. And it really takes a lot of that pressure off because, you know, you're so focused on what you don't have all the time. You don't even see what's right in front of you. And so it really, really is a mood booster in that way that it calms me down and gives me peace knowing that like I'm actually okay and I do have a lot of amazing things in my life so why am I so caught up in everything that I don't have you know it's really easy to compare yourself to other people think you need to be more successful think you need to compare your timeline to someone else's and I think focusing and remembering on what you do have is a really great way to change the narrative that can easily go on in your own head my next mood booster is family time I absolutely just like Love going out to the suburbs. I don't know if there's any other like city girlies out there like that, but obviously my grandma's in the suburbs and I just love getting out of the hustle and bustle of the city lately. I love being out in nature, I love spending time with my grandma and the rest of my family. It's just been exactly what I need right now, and so I've been taking a lot of time to do that. I wish I could honestly do it more, Um, but I'm just so grateful that I've been able to kind of make it out there a lot recently because it's really just I just love being out and out of the city and out of the chaos and just in the peace and quiet especially with my cute little grandma it's just like so 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 nice and like that's the stuff that's important in life and that's stuff that I love obviously there's so many other things that I love but it's just so nice that I've been able to incorporate it so much lately so there's your reminder to maybe like get out of the city get out of the chaos just like do something in nature and just I don't know just get out like that's kind of why I love the evening walks too I just I love just getting out of the digital computer tv phone screens everything and just like going out of the city away from everyone And if I can't get out of the city, I at least go to the lake. So it's just, it's really, really, really nice. When you're looking to improve, look for the improvements that build on themselves, like hiring for your business. You get better at hiring, you hire great people faster, your business grows, and you get to keep on hiring. So how do you get better at it? You need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. We love efficiency. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because of the assessments. Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests. Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. So your candidates get to prove themselves before the interview and you can dive deeper into talking about what's actually important to you. And they have 100 hard and soft skill tests for your job post and you can really hone in on the candidates with the right skills faster because of that. And also, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applicants that meet your must-have requirements. So you're not gonna be wasting any time or any money. Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined according to Talent Nest in 2019. Join the three million businesses. Yeah, that's right. I said three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. So you can start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com mood offer good for a limited time claim your 75 five dollar credit now at indeed.com slash mood that's indeed.com slash mood terms and conditions apply if you need to hire you need indeed so obviously i needed y'all's help on this one because i wanted to know what you guys wanted to know i mean i don't know so i put out on the insta Bobinsta, the instagram at lauren elizabeth at mood with lauren elizabeth and i got some really good just thought starters obviously this could easily be two episodes so let's see where it takes us i really love this question because i feel like it's something that i've maybe kind of always struggled with i guess um and someone said when is it too long to start dating after a long-term relationship ended and i think the thing is that like as long as you're actively working on yourself and not sacrificing your healing and what's important to you your priorities to jump back into a relationship like you can't necessarily control when someone walks into your life I just think it's a matter of making sure you learned the lessons that you needed to learn and you're doing the work for yourself so that you don't just jump back into a relationship and repeat the same cycle I think that it's really really easy to do that and not even notice that you're doing it But like for me, for instance, I, you know, I really put other people's needs before my own. And that's something I've kind of talked to you guys a lot about is how I didn't really know that I had needs and that they were allowed to be met. Um, And so I think that when I was jumping back into a relationship after my long term one, I was, you know, I was still doing the work and I was definitely really like a lot better. But and it's, you know, healing is a journey that has no destination. So I think that it's really interesting because you can actually heal a lot of yourself and your relationship patterns within a relationship. I mean, I remember someone once told me that you can't, you can't work on issues within a relationship outside of the relationship. It takes two to tango situation. So I think that, you know, getting back into a relationship after my long-term one ended, I knew what I needed to do and I knew that I needed to have needs and boundaries and all this stuff. So I was able to actively, you know, be very aware of if I was slipping and if I was prioritizing him over me, which at times I did, like it's not perfect, but at the same time, I'm not going to like block myself off from opportunity of like, people and also at the end of the day like I still learned stuff no matter what and I was a much better version of myself in my relationship after that so I think that there's really no timeline I think with everything obviously according to dating there really isn't a timeline that's perfect for everyone it's what's perfect for you so there's some people that you know they need a lot of time because they're not ready to heal themselves they're not ready to heal relational things within a relationship and so I think it's really personal in a sense but my best advice would be As long as you're not sacrificing yourself to jump back into a relationship, as long as you're working on the things you need to work on from your previous relationship and prioritizing yourself, your own goals, your family, your friends, that means that you can be because you want to be a healthy partner right so why would you want to jump back into a relationship as not the best version of yourself with someone that's not lifting you up right so you have to be really honest with yourself and make sure you're doing the work and not making excuses for them for yourself and just be honest with yourself and the people around you someone said where did you think you'd be compared to where you are five years ago oh my god how old was I even uh 28 27 26 25 24 oof I mean I definitely thought I'd still be in LA probably dating the same guy that I was dating in LA but that's just because of the age I guess yeah I mean you know I've always had this idea that I wanted to get married before 30 and I think that it's you know just kind of being a millennial being raised in the midwest all that stuff um and so I definitely I didn't think that I'd necessarily be where I am at 28 at all But at the same time I'm learning to just be okay with it and realize that like I was even walking down the street the other day and I was just like 28's not old. Like I don't feel old at all. Like legit at all. Um, I don't know if that's me kind of like rebelling and being like I don't want to grow up. But I definitely don't feel as old as I thought I would at 28. So I'm okay with it. But I do think it puts a lot of pressure being that much closer to 30 and i think it's probably more internalized stuff than it is actual fear and like wanting to settle does that make sense like i'm not going to just like settle for a timeline i'm way too in tune with myself and my needs at this point even though i'm nowhere near perfect i'm still constantly healing and i still have a lot of work to do um i definitely am aware enough to be like no I'm not just gonna like get married to get married because of my age hell nah. but it's still fucking scary someone said do I continue to date this guy who has great boyfriend qualities but doesn't give me butterflies my first instinct is yes because a I just don't know nearly the amount of details that I need to but I think that if you haven't been dating for a while I think you know you have to like really let people come out of their shells you really have to learn more about them I think we're really we're way too quick to write people off and sometimes like the butterflies are coming into play because it it's probably something similar to an old partner an old pattern and it makes you nervous and excited but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good so I think you have to kind of like recognize what kind of butterflies you're talking about but if you're talking about like genuine connection and chemistry and he's just good on paper then of course no like don't you know keep dating him and waste each other's time but I even had a friend one time that like she was just like kind of enjoying the dates like went on a few wasn't really sure if like the personalities mesh like he was too nice and I was like I think you're just kind of writing this guy off and you're not really giving him a chance like why don't you just like fully 100% be yourself on the next date be silly be goofy be an idiot like I know you are and see what happens um and that was in the winter and they now live together so I'm just saying give people a chance this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about but someone said how to know when you're ready to date again should I be excited about it and I think that we should always focus on like you're never like technically fully fully ready for like anything because you don't know anything that's gonna happen right so I think that yes it is so much more fun to date when you're excited about it I don't think you should force yourself to date but I think it's different when you're like coming out of a relationship um and it's been a while I think sometimes even if you're not ready it is good to get back out there just to kind of like connect with someone learn about someone else like just have that experience and have it under your belt it doesn't mean you need to jump back into a relationship but it is like fun like it can be very fun to date and even if the date goes bad like you can still make it into a funny story it's still an experience like I don't think you should close yourself off from experiencing things and sometimes dating is just not exciting sometimes it's exhausting and sometimes it's scary but that doesn't mean you should never do it which is why I say like will you ever be ready like maybe some people's personality types won't but I always say to my friends like just be open as long as you're being open it doesn't mean that you have to be going hard and literally desperate and seeking out others and having dating being your number one priority but just at least be open because you never know if maybe you tell yourself okay I'm gonna go on hinge like every other week and just see what happens because I'm open to the idea of like maybe something happen happening but I'm not gonna just like go on hinge every single day and get exhausted of it and it's annoying and I think like even when you like go out in the world just being open to chatting and letting people talk to you and having people connect with you I'm really just kind of that person that's very very open to the idea of anything kind of happening with them dating um, so, you know, even when I don't really feel like dating, I still like to kind of just like go check on hinge, like see what's going on because I'm like, well, what if, you know, the love of my life is on there and I was just, you know, being a brat and didn't want to put in the effort. And so I just like to like check up, check in on it, like see what's going on. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So sometimes you're not going to be super, super excited, but I think you know you're ready when you just feel more confident in yourself and you know that no matter what happens, you still love yourself at the end of the day, no matter what, and it, doesn't have anything to do with you and it's just an experience someone asked how to get over the first date nerves I mean you're definitely gonna be nervous unless you're like literally the most confident person ever which I commend you um but I think really like hyping yourself up in a way of okay I'm gonna do my makeup the way that I like I'm gonna do my hair the way that I like I'm gonna wear something I'm comfortable in it's all about you feeling your best self right it's not about oh what should I wear on a first date what you wear and what I wear might be different just because I feel super confident and comfortable in one thing and I don't want to feel uncomfortable I don't want to not feel like myself so it's really about me feeling first and foremost like just comfortable in my own skin and then kind of just like hyping yourself up like reminding yourself the reality of the situation of I'm not going to put this person on a pedestal and I don't need to impress this person I just need to see if this person and I have a good time together if we connect on anything if we enjoy each other's company and it's not that big of a deal it's not just about me it's about a connection and I think that it's really easy to focus on if someone likes us and we should really be focused on if we like them obviously and so I think that's such a good reminder to get over the nerves of just remembering that they're nervous too and you know if they don't like you that's not your problem you will find someone that likes you and you should really be focused on if you enjoy their company anyway if you have a connection if there's maybe a little spark or maybe it just maybe it was just fine maybe it was just calm and peaceful and easy or you know what maybe it doesn't go well and that that's not on you you just go on another date you take a little break you go back on another date so I think really just hyping yourself up grounding yourself like just remembering i'm showing up as the best version of myself that's all i can do i'm gonna have fun because dating can be fun you know i mean i always say like oh the date was fun because i was there like i entertained myself the whole time so just like make it a little lighter don't put as much pressure on it you're gonna still feel those nerves but just make sure that the nerves don't change your personality and change how you act because you are incredible just the way you are and you want to show up a hundred percent authentically yourself because there's no point in wasting time pretending to be someone that you're not trust me I did that a lot and it literally never works out like ever 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 and so like now when I date I'm a hundred percent myself like I'm gonna be silly I'm gonna be goofy I'm gonna be a little annoying I'm gonna be a little loud I'm gonna be a little crank like I'm just a hundred percent myself because I I'm like, you're going to figure it out anyway. So I might as well just like be me and see what happens and see if we vibe. And that has been like the most successful dates I've ever been on is when I'm 100% absolutely myself not doing an interview not trying to impress someone just literally being chill what's up how you doing giggling like just really being authentic and just speaking my mind and just if if it's awkward acknowledging it's awkward making jokes like whatever is organic and authentic to you I think it really takes a lot of the nerves away I mean for me it's like being super silly and super self-aware and super like aware of that we're on a first date and first dates suck and like making jokes and just really a hundred percent being myself and I think that then I can leave the date knowing like okay I there's no right and wrong but I was myself and we either vibed or we didn't and it has nothing to do with me and it's just like a connection thing Speaking of uh, getting ready for a date, I mean, you guys know that sometimes, like, you you want to, I, I want my boobies to look a little good, because I am, I don't know, I don't, I don't know, sometimes I just want my boobies to look good, okay, gosh, but I have, don't have really big boobs at all, at all, and, you know, obviously, I want to, you know, be appropriate, so I do have to wear a bra on dates, or to meet family members, or whatever, and this is why I'm absolutely obsessed with Pepper, because Pepper bras perfectly fit double A to B cups, so there's like no more cup gaps or uncomfortable padding. They're really the best bras, and you don't have to settle anymore. Because small chested women are used to having to choose a bra that was kind of just like the best of a bad situation, because like we just have to. And so finally, we have Pepper. It's a perfect fit for us small chested girlies, and you guys, their customers love Pepper, not just me. They've sold one million bras in just five years, which is absolutely freaking insane. Their mission is really to inspire women to embrace and celebrate your body as it is. They're super super comfortable they go with so many of my like kind of like go-to date outfits go to like family brunch outfits they have over 12 5 five-star reviews women just seriously love pepper and for many of them this is the first bra in their lifetime that like actually fits including myself because bras are so freaking annoying but that's because the pepper bras are made by small chested women for small chested women i mean other companies are led by men while pepper's founders know the struggle of not finding the perfect fit If you don't believe me, they've been featured in BuzzFeed, Oprah Daily, Glamour, CNN, NBC, and Pop Sugar, which is some heavy hitters. (laughs) Add me to the list and boom, you're sold. Am I right? So try Pepper risk-free with free U.S. shipping and returns on orders over $99. Embrace the flat and flattering with bras that celebrate your body just as it is and get 20% off your first order when you go to wearpepper.com slash mood. That's W-E-A-R pepper.com slash mood to get 20% off your first order. That's W-E-A-R pepper.com slash mood. Someone said how do you determine when it's time to move on and I think this is such a good one because I think we always like wait for like the other person to give us a signal um, and we try to like kind of overanalyze what is being said and not said and I think there's like two things one is like if you're really really confused. You need to just communicate, like stop trying to decipher the text messages and play it cool or wait to text back or wonder why he's not texting back right away. I think it's like if you're really, really confused and you want answers, you just need to ask. And also like if you just notice that you're not putting in in as much effort, you're not as excited, you, you know, you're like, I don't. I'm not really as into this anymore, or you feel like the effort you're putting in is not being reciprocated. I think it's, you know, you have to decide, okay, do I like address this and see if like maybe there's just like some kind of miscommunication, like maybe he's really busy or whatever, or do am I just like, you know what, this isn't for me. We went on a few dates. I'm just gonna like peacefully exit. I do not have great exit strategy advice for you um because I hate confrontation like I'm good at like communicating like when there's a problem that needs to be solved right when it's like oh like let's talk about this like let's confront this issue together and like solve it like let's chat about it but it's more like a, just like what I kind of assume it as which isn't true by the way I assume it as like hurting someone's feelings or like kind of like drama like type of like confrontation you know what I mean and which isn't true because we always say being clear is kind and being unclear is unkind I just feel like I really hate being like hey sorry like I just like don't want to see you like ugh, that makes me like literally want to die so I'm not proud to say that like I did kind of almost like ghost someone um I like slow faded I'm horrible okay but it was one time and it, <laughs> I'm, I've learned I've learned I like I know it's not nice but I feel like there's like also like times where it's like ghosting is fine if like you're like not really like dating right am i wrong i don't know okay whatever anyway it's time to move on when you're a asking yourself if it's time to move on and you decide do i want to have a conversation with this person and see if i can get my needs met or is it just eh, not not that important i'd rather find someone else and not try that hard i don't feel like being confused i'm gonna go out back into the world and find someone better I mean, and it's not better in a sense of, like, the person sucks, just better suited for you. Should you date multiple people before getting married, or is one enough? Uh, you're asking the wrong girly, because I've dated a bunch of people, and I have no plans on getting married anytime soon, so I'm happy with where I'm at, but I'm sure both, both ways, um, work. Should I still expect a guy to text me days leading up to the date planned? i don't think necessarily no because i think that we're kind of like also living in this day and age where you know we're all like we don't need pen pals and like we don't need to spend so much time on our phones so if you haven't even gone on a date yet it's like what do you really have to talk about like you haven't even met like you're why would you do your first date on like text message because when you get to the first date it's like oh my god we've been talking on text message I mean if it's like your thing and you guys are vibing like sure but if he's not texting you I don't think it's a red flag it's more so like okay we don't know each other I'm not going to just start like asking you first date questions over text when I already planned the first date I would say that you shouldn't expect it in a sense of like it's a good or bad thing Um, but if it's like something that's a deal breaker for you that's like your own personal preference and I would say like if it's a first date like give him a chance and then if that's your needs and they need to be met that way, that's good. But like for me, like I don't need someone texting me throughout the day. Um, especially if we just started dating because I'm just kind of like, you're not my boyfriend, like leave me alone. And like then it's like, what are we gonna talk about in person? We're just getting to know each other. I think it's fun to like send like memes back and forth or like little updates or whatever. And obviously he should text you either like the night before, like the morning of the date. I would start getting nervous like a few hours to the date. Um, but once it's planned and you know where you're going, then it's like, well, he's probably not going to text you that morning or whatever. Like one time I had a date planned, like the night before everything was set. And then it was kind of like the on my way text. Um, so that's when you kind of just got to risk it for the biscuit and realize that like everyone has different forms of texting and you know, we're adults. We don't need to sit on our phones all the time. Like just have a little faith that the universe has a plan for you. Ooh, tips on not finding validation on myself from men. I think it's so easy to look outward for validation especially from male partners and just men in general and I've been learning a lot about this just from like attachment theories and like the the audible book that I'm listening to right now it's I mentioned it a couple weeks ago it's called insecure in love it's just like so much easier to want validation from men because we just think we're so unworthy and so unlovable and so if we get validation then we're like oh look like see I I'm reaffirmed like okay maybe I am lovable and I think like the biggest tip is like obviously you just have to start healing and figuring out those patterns and like it's not the fun answer but it's the truth because like you can get a million affirmations and validation from someone but like a why would you want to rely on that for your entire life and b it's never gonna like actually heal you or fix you or be as fulfilling as actually just being comfortable and at peace in your own skin and in your own life so I think that stop seeking it out and start looking inward because especially if you're always like seeking out things it's like not as good of energy I think if you're really focusing on yourself and really putting love and energy into yourself other things actually come towards you someone said most embarrassing date experience so I got catfished I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast but I've definitely talked about it on a podcast so mm -hmm, yeah that's on me I think um and this is why I'm like saying that like texting a lot is like something that I don't really care to do because it's like if we're going to talk in person why are we texting so much so, like maybe that should have been a red flag that we were like texting like a lot a lot a lot and like some of his pictures like I was like oh he kind of like looks different in this picture I really like kind of blacked it out I'm not gonna lie but um yeah so I got catfish and I actually like got ready for the date and then he like stopped responding once it was like you know the hour before the date and then my brother's girlfriend was like you 100% just got catfished like that's what they do like they stop responding like right when it's time for the date like they just been like using you for like talking whatever but it was so weird because we talked on the phone oh my god it's like literally so embarrassing like I want to die um but I learned the hard way and um now I will never get catfished again and I'm always very conscious of it and figure out like make sure that I'm not getting catfished someone said is it doomed if it started as a hookup I don't think so I think it just like depends what the vibe is I think that what happened after the hookup is important and or like after you've been hooking up for a while and like if you guys like talk afterwards like I think there's like a lot of factors I don't think it's like doomed at all just because it started sexually um sometimes like you just gotta get it you know someone said which dating apps have you found the most success on and I do have to say hinge and I feel like this is just kind of like across the board like every time you ask someone how they met everyone says hinge and i think it's because of like the way the app is designed because you have like the prompts and stuff like that so you can really like see a person's vibe plus all the pictures some people link their instagram and like you can always tell too like if within the prompt if someone like answers the question and then does like a tab tab and then writes like at in their Instagram handle I'm like okay you're kind of like a loser because like why is your why are you writing out your Instagram handle like just connect your Instagram and I just like think it's like a weird way of like you're probably the type of person that slides into the DMs and I'm not like set on that judgment I just like always kind of get like an icky feeling from it um and I love seeing how they answer their questions I love seeing which prompts they use I like seeing like what pictures they do and so and I love that you can see like their height if they drink where they went to school what they do for a job i really i feel like you get as much information as you possibly can like right away and so it's a lot easier i like that like the standout feature i'm just like a really big fan of hinge literally every single person i know has met their partner on hinge besides people that like literally met in college or just whatever so I definitely recommend Hinge. I don't know much else about, I've like never used Bumble. I don't know anyone that uses Bumble. Obviously there's like Raya, which like quote unquote famous people use. I think it's like literally the lamest thing in the world. Um, and you literally don't learn anything about anyone because it's a song with a picture montage. And I'm like, what? So like, I'll like check it every once in a while. Cause like I said, we're open, we're open, we're open girlies, we're open for business and you just go, you want to see what's going on, but I mean, I met, like, one guy on Raya. He seems, like, pretty normal. But, like, also, it's not based off location. So it's like, okay, you live in Nashville. I live in Chicago. Like, where do we go from here? You know what I mean? So, eh, well, we'll see someone said I can't stop thinking about my ex and like I'm just letting you know I was thinking about this in the grocery store today it gets so much easier I saw this thing that reminded me of like my first ex-boyfriend in the grocery store and it made me feel nothing you know what I mean whereas like the last guy I dated like still my stomach will do like a little flip and so I saw this thing in the grocery store and I was just like oh I need to tell the podcast listeners like a reminder of I know you're gonna be okay because it genuinely gets better like the fact that like I couldn't see his Instagram before and my stomach would do flips and I would see things that they would reminding of him I can stop thinking about him blah 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 and now like I could give two flying fucks like I know that the person that I care about right now that hurt me I'm gonna give probably two flying fucks quite soon and I'm already starting to so it does get easier and when you find yourself thinking about him just remember to take a note of like okay this is making me feel like shit or like why am I thinking about this and then kind of like course correcting and being like okay this isn't healthy this isn't productive let's think about something else let's do something else let's go for a walk whatever or it's like maybe the reason I'm thinking about this is something I need to like journal about talk to my therapist about because it's clearly really bothering me and I think just like making sure you're kind of like doing the work to heal because then you're not like thinking about them as much because you are focusing on yourself and it really is true like after my last breakup I really like threw myself back into work threw myself back into friends and family and like although I was hurting and it was sad I was also able to really kind of focus on my own healing and what I needed instead of just worrying about like what they were doing I think a really easy thing too is to mute them on Instagram I don't think it's rude at all it is for your mental health um, and just like really make sure that you're focused and staying in your own lane, keeping your own side of the street clean, not worrying about someone else's side of the street. And lastly, there's so many so many other ones we'll probably have to do part two. can you be friends with your ex if you're both still in love? No, you can't because you're both still in love. If you're both still in love, why are you not dating? And why are you friends? No. Um, and I'm sorry to be so like, hardcore on that answer but it's just like I think you can be friends with an ex eventually under specific circumstances if you need to be but if you're still in love and you're still friends what the fuck are you not dating there's clearly something wrong and um what what are you doing I hope that he's not taking advantage of you and um having his cake and eating it too by having you as a friend and keeping you in his life but not wanting to date you and prioritize you so think about that Protect yourself. Okay. There's obviously so many more questions, and I am gonna do a part two to this. So if you have more, DM me because obviously I have a bunch of questions, but I feel like I need more information on a lot of these. So DM the at mood with Lauren Elizabeth Instagram because that one obviously gets way less DMs than my actual like personal one, and then I can kind of like go through your stories and we can do like maybe like a smaller chunk and like really focus on the stories or just whatever. DM me on at Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. Make sure to obviously follow both accounts and subscribe to the podcast. Give it five stars wherever you can. And I will talk to you guys next week. Make sure to boost your mood and thank you guys for your patience and understanding. This is a podcast about mental health and I'm a girl that struggles with mental health and we're all in it together and we're all going to be okay. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Bye.